So yeah, so how are you doing? You okay? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Um, fed up with the everything, you know, lockdown, oh. everything. Oh. Everything just seems so miserable. And I know, really. Yeah, that's right. it's right. It, it's February as well, isn't it? Oh yeah, Fe- yeah. Bad. I mean, it got a little sunnier yesterday, and a little mm. bit of sun. I, you know, actually made you know went out for a walk. So to avoid, you know, of course, the sun's come out. So everybody just assumes as the weather changes, there's a kind of pathetic fallacy in place. So, you know, the weather's bad, everybody's miserable, they all say locked down. The weather's better, and then everything's fine, and there is no virus anymore because the sun's out. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So it was just, everything was just heaving. I went out for a walk, and, it, you know, and you had to kind of, you know, it was like, tre- it was like treading through a minefield to try and make sure you avoided getting too close. Because I figure, you know, I put in a year's worth of, of social distancing uh, mm. misery. You know, I'm not going to catch. I, I'm not going to catch COVID in a lot. You know, in 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 the last few months, when they finally feel that we've got something, you know, we've we, we've we've got a vaccine now, things are starting to kind of. It looks like it's like at the end of the tunnel. This would be the point at which I collide with a the whole group full of primary school kids, straight back from their kind of COVID soup that we get sent. Where, where, you know, the government sending them to, uh, and I'll just end up with it. You know, um, well, it's just like they say, isn't it? It's, um... You always have an accident in the car when you're nearly nearly home. Yeah, I know, right? It's yeah, always that, yeah. isn't it? It's always yeah. that. So I'm, I'm not buying into that. But um, yeah, so I had a bit of a walk. That was quite nice. Um, but yeah, yeah, we're all. Um, that's my uh, my my family's motto. Um, this is my kind of you know my birth family's motto. Is, is you know, um, uh, fed up, fucked, and far from home. <laughs> 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 that just that sums that sums up really. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so there you go. Anyway, yeah, but I mean, it's you know, it's you know, better. T- uh, hopefully, better times ahead. New, uh, you know, new lifestyles are ahead. We talked a lot about about um, you know, speculating on what what kind of alternative lifestyles will now be available to us um, yeah. post the catastrophe. Because we've we've mentioned we've mentioned you know the the likes of Carl Jaspers before. I'm a big fan of Carl Jaspers, um, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, he quite you know he, one of the things he, he he goes on about is that we never question our existence. Mm-hmm. Until it's until it's thrown into question for us, mm-hmm. so we're quite happy to maintain our kind of quite ha- kind of familiar routines um, until you know until we have until we encounter some kind of some kind of you know bump in the road, some sort of existential crisis, some boundary mm-hmm. situation which makes which shows you as much as it shows you the routine that you've been doing all the time. Because the yeah. routine doesn't show up until it breaks, and it's kind of oh crap! This is you know, but this is what I do every day. This is what I do every day, you know. Yeah. And you start to question that, and it's kind of oh, do I have to do this every day? You know, I have to get mm-hmm. the same bus into work. Do I have to walk the same route into work? Do I have to do the same job? And in many ways, the, the pandemic has been a bit of a boundary situation in Yasperian terms. It's kind of making mm-hmm. people think, you know, do I have to do things? So maybe you know, maybe there are there are exciting new vistas to be explore what do you think Danny? that's it isn't it yeah no i agree it's um i often think about um in more kind of grander terms the kind of more you are revolution- a very grand person though aren't you i am i you try to be grand. i mean look at you <laughs> in the velvet cloak and the ermine. very nice very nice well nice you know so i see you haven't let yourself go and I'm, one, one tries one try um i was gonna say yeah i like the uh, especially in countries like ours which don't have any kind of long history of like revolution mm. there's go back do go back delve in history when has there been this kind of like you say um, boundary moments and um the, the biggest one i think we had 
in our history is like you know the um, uh, English uh, Civil War. Mm, that was yeah. a time when you know things are thrown up. Mm. You know, anything could happen. Yes. And um, uh, from from that, obviously, we've had lots of uh, um, ups and downs in history, but we, we've had you know basically solid things happening over hundreds of years, which makes us kind of very kind of um, um, set set in our ways. Mm. But then on on a smaller scale, there there have been you know, kind of revolutionary kind of um, times in that you know, the sixties is often said that well you know the second yeah, well, second world war for a start mm. but uh, and just after second world war is is a kind of a moment isn't it where things uh, are, are um uh examined very very closely and this is at another time isn't it covid mm. time and yes. I, I i think it either it either makes you it depends what kind of person you are isn't it, I, it either makes you kind of okay we here's a here's a chance for it to to make a change here or quick batten down the hatches let's get <laughs> let's go yes. back to um you know a, a normal kind of um a routine because it's too yes. scary for us yeah it is isn't it i mean because you, you uh, they've, uh there's been a lot of the, the, the term normal has been bandied around a lot so i don't know what it's like in other parts of the world um but you know it, it, when everybody started getting kind of locked down and people started to kind of social distance and so on people started talking about oh well you know we have to you know we can't you know we're not living you know, in our normal lives anymore. And then people started talking about what's the new normal or the new normal is, you know, not being, you know, not seeing people and not being sociable and staying indoors and, you know, baking banana bread. And so on. that's the new, the new normal. Um, and that notion of normality is, is an odd one. Isn't it? I mean, it's, it's, it kind of speaks to, to a whole philosophical tradition, which suggests that there is, um, there is a kind of a, a, a normal way to be. Uh, and that might be socially constructed that, you know, we've done this for so long that it's become normalised. Uh, it's become tradition and we can't think of any other way. Of it. Or it's normal because it's essential to who and what we are. Uh, so you'll get, you know, the essentialists, people like, you know, Plato uh, and also, you know, aspects of, of, of various religions that will say, well, you know, the normal is something that is established for you. Um, so this happens way before, you know, essence precedes existence. We take that view. So it's not your life um, that is establishing what's normal for you. Uh, it's already written in some way. So you know you've got the Platonic forms, and you've got the idea of the kind of the ideal of of, uh, of you know whatever spirit you happen to be. Um, and Christianity kind of borrows into that or buys into that because it 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 welds nicely to the idea of a, of, a, of a supreme being um, of of you know of, of an ultimate kind of you know monotheistic god who has a plan for everything. Mm. Um, uh, and there, as we said before, there's a comfort in that. Name. Well, there's a plan, and we're part of the plan, and there's a normal, uh, and we've got the maker's instructions. And as long as we follow the maker's instructions, um, then everything should bolt together nicely, and your life should bolt together nicely, without even so much as a spare washer or a spare screw left over at the end of it. Mm. Um, so there's that kind of notion of the normal, um, which... I said it is comforting, because it does give you a, a sense of, you know, if I find the right equation if i find the right route the right track um, i will live my best life yeah you yeah know, i will be the person i'm supposed to be because you know here's my destiny that i'm supposed to be heading towards so if i get on board that train i can head towards my destiny not buck that um i'm not constantly banging my head against and that's plato you know to, to, to a t it's going to don't bang your head against you know against a wall trying to be something you're not 
what you are has been is already defined. You know, there's Christianity. I mean, part of Christianity's uh, attraction uh, and its political leverage back in the day was again, you know, God has 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 um, God has established a destiny for you. It's predetermined. You know, predestination is kind of one of the things that certain aspects of the Christian tradition lean into Calvinism, for example. There is a predestined state for you, even down to whether you're saved or not. I mean, that's that that's when it becomes really heinous. Um, but you've got that kind of thing. So, so you know, if you're born a peasant, um, then that's that's it. Don't you know? You don't have to be kind of you know. You don't have to kind of do anything not to be a peasant. You don't have to kind of uh, um, um, work hard uh, and educate yourself. So you're not. That's what you were born to be. I mean, in the, in the Platonic kind of, you know, in, in, in the kind of bronze soul sort of way. And you have the divine right of kings. You know, you were born to be a king. It's not because you usurped power for some mm. reason or other. You, bought, you were born to be a king, and it's impious to suggest that you should be anything else. Uh, and you have the right to be that. And, you know, God has said, you know, you, you know, God is responsible for making you the king or the it's comforting isn't it yes yeah. uh... and there's a kind of a yeah exactly and then there's that kind of you know you've got a whole sort of social strata and you find your place and that whole business about knowing your place you've got to know your place yeah. um, very it's, strong it's... victorian thing wasn't it okay, knowing your place you know that's that, don't don't step out of line don't step out of your place because you'll be miserable the world will be miserable and god will yeah. be miserable yeah i mentioned this before but there was a, there's a great sci-fi film about um a samurai coming to the modern world and um, he he's walking about and he's talking to um, this woman, and and it's great. It's 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 called uh, a boy and his samurai, and um, there's lots of good stuff in it about like gender roles and stuff like that. But one of the things he says that's that's um, uh, that, that, uh, interesting is um, he said like I think it's something like the 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 world is so um, wants so much from me. This modern world wants so much. Yes. you know it's uh, insatiable. Yeah, and um, obviously before he knew exactly what he was. He had a function. He had a you know a duty, and it's easy to follow that. But this modern world, mm. you know, it's it's hard to um, give it give, give it what it, what it's demanding all the time. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's, it's and it's it's one of the things about about the the, the that period between the 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 Renaissance, kind of around the kind of fifteenth century, and then. The 17th century, you're beginning to get the you know the beginnings of kind of an Enlightenment worldview. You get the I'm I'm being you know fairly crude here because obviously the date you know dates can slip a little bit. Let's just say for example, you've got the kind of round about the 15th century, you know Renaissance. It's Renaissance time, woo! Uh, and you know all these kind of exciting new documents, all this exciting you know learning from 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 um, um, from kind of you know coming up through North Africa, you had the fall of Constantinople, all this stuff was starting to work its way uh, back up through Europe, mm. through Italy. Um, Florence became a big kind of burgeoning scene. Here we've got, you know, we've got all the documents now and all the scholarship started coming there and we were discovering new classical, you know, the Greek classical styles of music and art and theatre. Um, and it was almost like, it was almost like we have discovered the new, we've discovered the norm um, because the Greeks, the Greco-Roman, but per particularly the, the Greeks, um, they were the daddies. They, these were the people who established what was right what was normal what was what was the you know the, the high point so that's what we were, everybody aspired to uh and the renaissance you know for, for a moment there was delighted to come out of it the lockdown of the of of, of the middle ages <laughs> i'm not going to call them the dark ages because my daughter will hit me because she says they weren't that dark uh in, in many respects but you, know, you come out <laughs> of this if you come out of the sort of lockdown of of, of the um um 
of the uh, of 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 the the the, the, the Middle Ages into the Renaissance, the rebirth of, of, mm. of you know, classical civilization back back to the way things are. But then you always get and this is when and then the you know this is this is the, the enlightenment waking in waiting in the wings. I say this to students all the time. You know, very excited it's like you know like the difference between the first years and the second years. Um, very excited when you come along as a first year student. This is this is your Renaissance, your mm. rebirth, your intellectual all the new stuff and your and your tutors um, can do no wrong. Your tutors, you know, have all the answers. Your tutors have have all the knowledge and all the wisdom. Um, uh, and then, but when you get to the second year, it's kind of what do these guys know? You know, um, my you know my tutor doesn't understand my essay. They don't get they don't get where I'm coming from. Um, and they start asking more questions. And in the third year, they get genuinely bolshy. You know, and the enlightenment was that kind of bolshy moment where it's yeah, hang on a minute. You know, mm. is this really the golden age? You know, is that all? Is that all there is? I mean, surely, surely there are new ways of doing things. Um, and it, it generated both both excitement and fear, and we've mm. talked about this before. Both excitement about where we could go. We don't have to be stuck within that kind of socially established set of parameters that you know Plato would like us to be established in, or maybe the the, the, the Christian tradition, uh, and the church would like us to be kind of sat in. You know, you can turn around and you can and you can say as as with the um, Monty Monty Python's uh, um um um. What's the Camelot movie called? King Arthur and his Knights of the Round Table, of mm. course. Uh, you know, you've got the king kind of riding into the, into some village. The Holy Grail. Like, the Holy Grail. Thank God, yeah. I forget that. <laughs> Sorry, guys. The Holy Grail. And you got you know you got Arthur riding into some 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 village, and all these people kind of you know, digging through the mud. Um, mm. And uh, somebody says to him, "Well, who are you?" He said, "I am Arthur, King of all the Britons." Really? Who are the Britons? And well, you're the Britons. You know, you're not my king. I didn't vote for you. You don't vote for a king, and it's that kind of thing. You know, it's, it's a, that slow kind of disenchantment with with the established order. That we, you know, yeah. what about you know? We and one of us says, yeah, we are a narco. We are an anarcho syndicalist commune, <laughs> and that's yeah, kind yeah. of what happened in the Enlightenment. It was it, it was kind of you know, actually, do we have to behave? Do we have to count out these? Maybe I can educate myself and become king. You know, maybe you know, and then you get you know the beginnings of feminism. You know, maybe you know, maybe we can go to to to, to get educated. Maybe we can go to university. Maybe we aren't just breeding machines. Uh, you know, maybe it's, it's more um, to, maybe we can well, wear trousers and cycle on bikes. <laughs> yeah, well, I, um, someone, one of our listeners probably had, would be able to shout shout out what this is. Um, but isn't it um, like Jane Austen or something? Like that? There's some character that says, "I'd like, uh, I'd like to have an opinion." as that well a, yeah that doesn't mean yeah, yeah. i'd like to have an opinion <laughs> yeah so yeah. so you've got i mean so you've always had these kind of philosophical movements which are, which have encouraged you to question kind of where you are i mean somebody i can't even remember who said who said this um or where i read this um but i carried this around for years it's, it's something that, 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 that appeals to me the idea that philosophy is primarily to do with the space between what is and what you think ought to be. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, most philosophers do are, are, are working in that space. They're, they're, they're saying, well, this is the way the world is, is working. This is where you're living your life. This is where you're understanding who and what you are. But this is where you should be. This is how you should be living your life. This is how you should be understanding yourself. So how do we get from there to there? You know, do we, How do we get you out of the cave? Uh, and into the, into the light, you know. If it's, it's the understanding of that, of, that, of that gap, isn't it? It's like, what, what is yeah, like you say, what, what is the root here? Why is there a gap? What, you know, all those kind of questions. Mm, yeah, yeah, and it's and you know you do get 
I mean, you do get a lot of discussions about about um, a lot of philosophical discussions which are trying to establish uh, a, a norm which needs to be protected. So the idea that you know, well, we need to make sure that we don't allow the forces of of, of darkness or the the the, the, the you know the, those who would undo civilization um, to impinge on us. We've got it right. We've got the balance right here now. And it's normally it's normally some empire, rather you know, it's the Greeks mm-hmm. or the Romans. You know, just get this just right, and now we just need to maintain it. Um, mm-hmm. But as soon as you get into that state where you're trying to just maintain that. Um, then that it seems to me that it kind of contains the seeds of its own, you know, destabilization because it's all no system is going to keep perfectly stable. Sooner or later, it's mm. going to topple, um, and that's why you get I, people. Sorry, Karen. So I, I, I sometimes think about this um, um, uh, Star Trek and the and the star the Starship Enterprise or any of the kind of <laughs> you know the, the the starships you see mm. uh, in the in those different um, incarnations of the series. And I, I seem to think that when 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 you first see the the Starship Enterprise, it's a gleaming, amazing thing with lots of you know uh, very futuristic and and that I think represents like it represents the state you're you know the state you're in, mm. literally the the state like the country, and uh, how prepared you are for what's going to come. Mm. And um and then sometimes you watch the, you watch some some of the series and and there'll be like enormous alien spaceship that vastly overpowers it yes and and suddenly it doesn't seem so you know it doesn't seem so prepared so well so and uh, so useful or so you know it's got, it's got some problems yes. with it and that's that I, I often think when you go into life you have to have you have to get prepared for what's going to come you know the the, the the starship enterprise going through space we don't know what's what's going to happen that and that's you know that that's like you know what you um, how you can't kind of predict what will happen in your life. So mm. have a good starship. <laughs> you know, uh, have be prepared. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's in, yeah. Yeah. That's, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's in, that reminds me of um, reminds me a bit of uh, of Henri Bergson actually. Uh, now I come to think of it, because um, Bergson has that similar idea. Of course, that's, that's that's where I was going. Of course, that's where you were coming from. Yeah, <laughs> clearly, yeah, I could see you setting that up. But I mean, it's it's. I mean, Bergson has this view that you know one of our one of one of the problems with Western philosophy uh, and Western culture is that is that everything is predicated on uh, on our on our, our, our the fiction of our ability to predict the end in some mm. form or another. Um, or you know to have you know to have as our as our our, our guiding principle an end point, um, and he says there's no way we can we, there's no way uh, we can understand what the end point is be is going to be because everything is in process everything's going to be in flux, and he uses the example if I remember rightly it's not cycling I think it was like I think it's swimming swimming or, or I don't know swimming or you know, yeah I think it's something like you know swimming and it was kind of well you know um, there is no way you could you could rationally predict swimming um, because we have no analog for it as as ground based people so you couldn't conceptualize it he says in in, in any meaningful way um, because you couldn't extrapolate from walking on land to what you would have to do to maintain yourself you know floating and so on it says the only way uh, you know you could know that swimming is a, is something that we can do um, is by throwing us just by jumping in the water. It's kind of like existential thing. Jump in the water, 
and then see what <laughs> see what happens. And he says that, and it's the idea of having a, a having like a a, a um, it's, it's like finalism. It's that kind of telos. It's kind of okay. Here's our goal. Mm. Here's our goal, and everything is subservient to that goal, um, irrespective of what we meet on the way. So you know, mm. you might meet some very interesting things and some very interesting kind of you know side sprues and some side roads on the way, which might. But no, if you've got that destiny in mind. He says, "Then, then we are we we tend to just kind of blinkeredly just follow that that focused that focused destiny." And he says, well, "That's the problem with with setting with setting kind of hard and fast futuristic agendas um, that yeah. we don't allow ourselves to literally go with the flow of duration of kind of time and its development." Um, so you know, he, he's saying a lot of what we do is 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 very abstract and conceptual. Um, yeah. And we are, and there's, there's a tyranny there. We're trapped in this. Oh well, here's the abstract. Here's the conceptual. This is our kind of. This is our route, and we doggedly go along this, whether it works or not, whether it's going to get us to where we want to go or not, yeah. um, whether it's going to get us to anywhere really good or not. Um, and we may miss. I mean, it's like the it's like the guy or the you know or any person for that matter who has their ideal partner in mind. You know, mm. and they said, "Okay, I've got my ideal partner." I mean, that's why I sometimes wonder about this when these dating um, apps and forums. But I'm sure they work for some people. So, if you're out there, guys, you know, busily scrolling through Tinder while you're listening to to, to us talking, I'm not just coming down on you here. Um, but it is that you know, you've got this idea in your head. Okay, I want somebody who looks like this and has got mm. this color hair and this kind of face, and I want them to have this kind of you know educational background. I want them to have these values. I don't have these, and you have that all, and you lay it all out. That's my, um, and then that kind of perfect. I mean, the chances of you meeting that perfect person are remote. Yeah, and setting all, yourself up to fail. Yeah, and then the thing is, all you know, but in that in that dogged kind of determination to find that route, to find that that person, um, imagine all the things you will miss on the way. <laughs> <laughs> you know all the people you might miss, all the potential partners you might miss, all the experiences you might miss on the way, because this is the one thing that you're focused on. You know, yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of um, um, I don't remember if it's Death of a Salesman or or, or Waiting for Godot. I think maybe Waiting for Godot. I can't remember now, but it's 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 one of these it's one of these 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 avant garde plays where there's a where, where one of the guys. Please correct me or put it in Facebook, guys. Um, if you remember, I'm not going to I'm not going to Google it now because. It, but um it's it's you know there's this guy uh, and he's constantly going on about you know oh, i just need to get down to brighton to get my papers when i've got all my papers which are waiting for me in brighton then bang then we can kind of get moving and he never goes down he never get he never gets the papers you know uh, and so he's just kind of treading water almost as like an excuse and we set sometimes set up these these kind of artificial agendas for ourselves just as a way of kind of preserving the status quo, you say, "Well, this is, you know, I, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't. I mean, I'm the world's worst at this. You know, you know, we can't visit this. We can't travel. I can't take up this new thing because I'm too busy, uh, or you know, or I, I'm past my, you know, I'm past mm. my my sell by date, or or you know, it would take too long to do this, or I've got other responsibilities, and all these things stop you um, from exploring other potentials, yeah, yeah. perhaps." Mm.